I was glad that we were still able to talk, still able to communicate, despite going to different universities. They said long distance relationships didn't work. I disagreed. I had a right to. Not everything everyone experiences is the same. Things have been going great so far, I think. I had to hope, otherwise my heart ached constantly. I clearly remember the discussion before we travelled and went our separate ways. I am not so sure this will work out. Won't you be tempted without me around, Logan? Amelia squirmed in her seat next to me on the couch. We had chosen to spend some time together at home as our last day together. She seemed uncomfortable though, and her body was rigid and tense. Don't worry, Amelia. We love each other, don't we? We won't be tempted. We will talk every day and spend time together when we can. We will make the time. And once we finish college, we will be back together. We can start building our future then. I smiled, trying to ease her worries, but it still seemed that she was not entirely content. Her eyes darted away when I said we loved each other. I pushed the thoughts out of my head. We had been dating for years now in high school and everything would work out, wouldn't it? I leaned back in my computer chair, straining the mechanisms and stretching my arms wide. I still thought everything would work out and our plan was going great so far. I always made myself available to talk to her. I was waiting for our next video chat conversation so we could see one another at this very moment. I glanced up as the computer in front of me lit up. Video request, accept? The answer was clear. I was excited as I sat up and pressed accept. Her smiling face filled the screen and she began waving frantically. Hi, sorry class ran a bit late. How are you? Her cheeks were reddened and glowing and I saw sweat lightly coating her forehead. She must have been running. Her flushed face brought back a sense of joy deep within me. It reminded me of when she would blush and act embarrassed when we first started dating. I didn't see much of that shyness anymore though. That's fine, I just got finished as well. I bit the side of my cheek, that's a lie. I had just been sitting, waiting to talk to her. If I asked myself, I think I enjoyed our conversations more than she did. I doubt she waited for me anymore. I wanted to see you for a minute, but I really have to get going. I am falling behind in my studies. Can we talk later on? I can probably text as well. She kept looking off screen, distracted by something. What was distracting her? This was supposed to be our time. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I just remembered I have more work to get done tonight. Big exams and all. Text me though, okay? I tried not to let the sadness or frustration show, but I wasn't sure if I succeeded. Why did the session have to be cut short? Sure we can. I'll text you later. Bye! The screen shut off before I could even say bye myself. Call ended. Red text was flashing on the screen over and over. I felt a pit growing in my stomach as tears began to roll down my face. Why was this so hard for me and so easy for her? It seemed that she did not want to communicate with me anymore. I would be surprised if she texted me tonight at all. I shoved myself away from my desk, the chair spinning me to face the wall. Instead of sadness, I felt anger growing inside me. I threw my phone at the wall in a fit of rage, tears streaming down my face in full force. A loud sound echoed through the otherwise quiet room. Crack. Stupid thing. I figured this would happen at some point. I had thrown my phone many times like this before. This time there was a large crack across the screen. 
I ran my finger along the crevice until an upraised piece of glass pierced my thumb, spilling drops of blood. The pain in my thumb was nothing compared to the pain in my body. I turned my phone off. She wouldn't text me anyway. I decided to try and lay down, hopefully sleep, hopefully clear some thoughts from my head. Everything now was just hopefully. My pillow was damp when I finally succumbed to rest. My feelings exhausting me. I was tired of being the only one feeling this way. My eyes were crusted over as I tried to crack them open and peek through, seeing that darkness had enveloped my entire room. I had no idea how long I had slept. I rubbed my eyes hard as I sat up on the edge of the bed. Had she tried to text me? I had no clue with my phone off. Should I check? I started to bite my fingernails hard, breaking the skin on the tips of my finger. I could not resist it. I had to check. I grabbed my phone and turned it on. Come on, come on, hurry up! I shouted at my phone, angry and frustrated. It finally lit up. I saw my notifications and felt panic grip my chest. Ten missed calls from Amelia. Eight missed messages from Amelia. What the hell happened? I scrolled through my notifications and messages. 7pm, three missed calls. 7.02pm, please call me. 7.03pm, one missed call. 7.04pm, call me. 7.04pm, one missed call. 7.05pm, call me. 7.07pm, one missed call. 7.07pm, what the hell, Logan? 7.15pm, two missed calls. 7.16pm, I need help. Someone is following me. 7.17pm, two missed calls. 7.18pm, Logan, we promised to answer one another. 7.19pm, I think I got away from him. I am calling the police. 8.30pm, the police took care of it. Never mind. Thanks for nothing, Logan. What time was it now? 11.33pm. Not good. I slammed my fist into my thigh, grinding it into the fabric of my pants. I started to shout into the darkness at myself. What did I do? What did I do? I wasn't there. I wasn't there when she needed me. I have to be there now. I scrolled through my phone to her contact. Dial Amelia. I pressed down on the screen as fast as I could. Ring, ring, ring. She sent me to voicemail. Should I have expected anything different in this situation? I had to try again. The phone did not ring this time. The call ended and sent me straight to voicemail. She must have blocked my calls. A message notification popped up on my screen. Message from Amelia. I opened it immediately. 11.35pm. Stop calling me, Logan. Everything is fine. I am trying to sleep. We can talk tomorrow. 11.35pm. Okay, please call me tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm glad you are okay. I felt some relief and I sighed, even though I had messed up. She was okay at the very least. We were supposed to be there for each other. I know she has been pulling away, but I promised. I leaned forward and put my head in my hands, tears staining the wooden floor below me. I was a failure. I let my emotions stop me from being available. I can't let this happen again. I had to stay up all night, just in case she needed me. I needed to make a quick stop at the gas station. My vision blurred in a mix of confusing thoughts as I found myself standing at the gas station counter, multiple energy drinks stacked and ready for purchase. You gonna pay or what? The cashier was getting impatient. How long had I been standing here listlessly? 
I said nothing and pulled my card out, handing it over. My vision faded once again and I found myself sitting on the edge of my bed. How did I get back here? I glanced at the time on my phone. 1.01am. Why was I gone so long? No new message, at least. I was fading, fast. I chugged down two cans of energy drink, wiping my mouth on my sleeve. Tonight was going to be more challenging than I thought. I needed to keep myself distracted, to stay awake. I decided to get online. I browsed for what seemed like hours, trying to keep myself entertained. Along the meaningless browsing of the internet, I found myself scrolling through Amelia's photos that she had uploaded. Many of them selfies, pictures of herself, or with groups of her friends. She didn't post much else. My vision was blurring hard as I glanced at my phone to check the time. 3.39am. A yawn slowly escaped from my throat. Time for more energy. Two more energy drinks downed in less than a minute. At this point, I just felt jittery more than awake. As I struggled to keep my eyes open, I found myself staring at a photo of Amelia in the park, sitting on a bench and making a kissy face at her camera. What was that? Did I see something in the picture? I rubbed my eyes hard. I could barely concentrate on the screen in front of me. I thought I could see a dark figure in the background nearby some bushes. Did I imagine things? I started to scroll through our other photographs rapidly. The dark figure was always far in the distance in a couple of others. I could see no details, just a dark figure far in the background. All photos taken in the past couple of weeks. I rubbed my eyes again, struggling to stay awake. I wasn't sure if I imagined things due to a lack of sleep. Had someone been following her longer than last night? What happened last night? I need answers. I saw that the university campus police had a 24-7 number and I dialed it in an instant, setting my device in front of me on speakerphone. Ring, ring, ring. An automated voice spoke up. All our officers are unavailable at this time. If this is an emergency, please dial 911. If not, please wait on hold until an officer is available to assist. Click. I hung up. There was no point in waiting. I decided that I would call in the morning to get my answers. Most likely, there would be more officers available later on. I could talk with Amelia as well and get some answers. Once she was awake. I tried to keep myself distracted, but was still struggling to stay awake. I checked my phone once again. 7.40am. The hell? How did that much time pass without me noticing? She would be awake soon. I chugged two more energy drinks. It should be easier to stay awake once the sun is up. I swayed as I stood, walking toward the window. I grabbed the edge of the curtains and pulled them apart. A thin light slowly starting to cut through the morning dusk. I could see my reflection in the window. My eyes were haggard and dark, hair a mess, unshaven face frowning as my eyes tried to squint to see through the glass. I looked terrible. I better avoid video calling for now. I don't want to seem crazy. I glanced at my phone impatiently. 8 a.m. Her typical wake-up time. I couldn't wait any longer, my impatience mounting as the seconds ticked by. I scrolled through my phone to her contact. Dial Amelia? I pressed down the screen, straight to voicemail. Come on, come on, answer! I screamed at my phone as I stared at her contact information. My scream seemed to summon the notification. Message from Amelia. 8.03am. 
I just woke up, Logan. You know it takes me time to wake up and get ready. I don't feel like talking. Can we just text for now? 8.03am. I am okay with that. How are you today? Are you okay? What are the police doing? 8.15am. They are still investigating. They didn't find anything or anyone last night. I don't think they are taking me seriously. I'm sure he was scared away by the police though. Why was she so calm about this? She needed to be more concerned with her safety and take more precautions now. He could come back. 8.16am. You need to press on them harder. They should be helping you and escorting you. Do I need to call them? I will call them for you. 8.17am. Why are you overreacting? Don't bother the police. Let them do their job. Anyway, I have to get ready for class, so I may be texting more slowly. 8.17am. I am here for you. You know that. Please talk with me if you need to. I am worried about you. I am concerned about your safety. She didn't text me back. At least, not right away. I know she is busy. She has tons of early morning classes. Should I try and get some rest and be better prepared to help her out? I needed answers first. I pulled up my recent calls and redialed the campus police. I don't care what she said. I will push them to help her. Ring, ring, ring. An automated voice spoke up. All our officers are unavailable at... Click. I hung up. What the hell? I glanced at the time. 8.30am. Do they not have enough employees? Why are they not answering? What else could I do right now? My mind was fading blank as I struggled to stay awake. As I looked at my phone, it was shaking. My hand vibrating. Stupid energy drinks. I could feel my mind fading. The energy drinks had barely helped me stay awake and were now a detriment. Even with the sun shining through the window, I felt my vision slowly fading to black. Before I knew it, I was lying on the ground collapsed in a loose pile. Brr, brr, brr. My body was a wreck as I awoke to my phone notification. I glanced at the screen briefly. 15% remaining. The pain and soreness from sleeping on the floor were nearly overwhelming as I attempted to stand. I made it to the edge of the bed and sat on the floor, resting my back. What did I miss? I checked the time as I pulled the charger closer, the extension cord dragging across the floor. 2.12pm? Though I slept for a while, I did not feel any better rested. I had two missed notifications. I punched myself in the forehead as punishment, screaming out loud, You were supposed to stay awake! I pulled up the notifications. Message from Amelia. Voicemail from unknown. I pulled up Amelia's text as fast as I could. 1.27pm. Logan, I have been thinking about what you said about my safety. I don't feel safe here. Can you fly down and meet me? I need to spend some time with you. I was pissed off. I had slept through another moment when she needed me. My fingers flew across the screen as I typed furiously. 2.14pm. Of course, I will be on my way immediately. I'm getting ready right now. 2.15pm. Please call me once you land. I breathed deeply as some of my panic subsided. She would be okay once I was there. There to be able to protect her. I wouldn't tell her about what I saw in the photos. Not now, at least. I clicked on my voicemail to find out who had called. I don't know why I missed the call. I could hear a polite female voice speaking. 
This is the campus police dispatcher calling. We had multiple missed calls from this number and wanted to make sure that everything was resolved. You can reach us at our alternative line as well at... If you still need assistance, please contact us at your convenience. Click. The message ended. Was it still worth calling? I would be with Amelia anyway and she could explain everything, couldn't she? I was still wondering why they were so useless. My curiosity was overwhelming. I decided that I would call. Ring, ring, ring. Campus police dispatch, how may I help you? A pleasant female voice answered. Hi, my name is Logan Deshante. I was calling because I was concerned about my girlfriend, Amelia Pearson. She is a student at your university. She was stalked last night by some guy and had to call the police. What are you doing exactly to find this creep? Why don't you have someone with her for safety? Are you even doing anything? I realised I was shouting into my phone. I clenched my teeth hard as the dispatcher began to speak. Sir, please calm down. I will try to answer the questions I can. I can tell you seem concerned, but if you shout again, I will hang up. You said you were calling regarding Amelia Pearson? Yes, I'm sorry as well. I have been worried about her and have not gotten much sleep. Why was I apologising? They were the ones not doing their jobs, never available and not taking Amelia seriously. Let me look in our records from last night. I could hear typing in the background, increasingly grating as my impatience grew. Hurry up, hurry up. When will you be done? How hard is this? Her voice brought me back to reality. Sir, I don't have any records of Amelia Pearson calling last night. Are you sure that she didn't call 911 and not the campus police? My thoughts were swimming. Did she call 911 instead? Did she call at all? What is going on? I needed to get there fast. Click. I hung up the phone and began packing a bag. I needed to get to Amelia as fast as possible. I needed to know what had happened. Brr, brr, brr. My phone was ringing on the bed where I had tossed it. Unknown caller. It was probably the campus police. I ended the call. I didn't have time to be discussing issues with them. They probably didn't have records because their people were terrible at documenting what happened to students. No wonder Amelia needed me there. The campus police were utterly useless. My memory was foggy for the rest of the trip. Time passed rapidly and was a blur from destination to destination. Just flashes of standing in a queue, speaking with customer service and finally seated on the plane. I stared at the passing landscape through the small window and before I knew it, I was landing. As I stepped into the airport lobby, I glanced at my phone. 6.15pm. I slid up the message chain for Amelia. 6.16pm. Hey, I just landed. I will take an Uber, so I'll be on my way soon. 6.16pm. Don't come to the apartment. It's a mess. Can you meet me at the park near the university? 6.17pm. It's a little late to be meeting there, isn't it? I don't care if your apartment is a mess. 6.17pm. Don't come to the apartment. I am not there. I will be at the park. Why is she acting so weird about me coming to her apartment? Whatever, I need to see her and everything will be fine. She was probably just scared. She was maybe scared that he knew where she lived. I pulled up the Uber app. Plenty of drivers around the airport. One nearby should get me to the park quickly. 6.18pm. Okay, I ordered the ride and should be there around 7. See you soon. 
The Uber driver slowly pulled up and peered out their window, waving at me. I held up my phone and showed them the screen. A flashing blue light to indicate I was here for a ride. Luckily, the driver ignored me for the entire drive. I had selected the option so we could ride in silence. I did not feel like talking with a random stranger. Unfortunately, it was getting dark fast. The passing streetlights were trying to lull me to sleep with their consistent spacing. I pressed my fists into my eyes and loudly sighed. The driver glanced up at me briefly before turning his sight to the road ahead. I closed my eyes only for a second. Hey man, you okay? We are here. Can you get out now? I have other rides waiting. Are you listening? Get out of the car! I shook my head slowly, trying to rouse myself from a light slumber. I must have dozed off. The driver's harsh words, however, were enough to wake me. I glanced at my phone. 6.55pm. I better get going. Amelia is expecting me. Sorry. A single word was all I said as I exited the vehicle. Walking into the park, it was dark, with minimal visibility due to some ambience lighting occasionally spread throughout. A sign nearby said it was closed. Open 8am to 6pm. I couldn't see anyone around. I guess people followed the rules here. I sat down on a nearby bench to sit and wait for Amelia. I was only there for a second when my phone started ringing. Brr, brr, brr. I glanced at the caller ID, expecting to see Amelia's name. I saw Mary Pearson instead. Mary? Isn't that Amelia's mother? Why is she calling me? I pressed down on answer just before the phone hung up. Hello? There was a long pause before I heard a frantic female voice. Is this Logan? Yes, Mrs. Pearson. Why are you calling me? Thank God you answered. Have you heard from Amelia? I haven't been able to get a hold of her for the last two nights. She always calls me around 7pm, but I haven't heard from her and I am getting worried. Her voice sounded panicked. What is going on? There shouldn't be anything to worry about, Mrs. Pearson. Amelia and I have been texting and I am getting ready to see her. At least, that is the plan. Where are you meeting her? I called the police and her apartment was ransacked. They have been looking for her all day. I felt my breath catch in my throat. Ransacked? Why would she not tell me something happened to her apartment? Why was she not talking to her mum? I didn't have long to think. My vision was fading to black. I felt an intense blow to the back of my head and was falling unconscious. I could hear a faint voice nearby as a black figure stood above me. Logan? Logan? Click. The figure turned off my phone and put it in their pocket as I fell unconscious. My head was pounding as I awoke. Who the hell attacked me? I tried to stand up but realised that I was restrained, tied down to a chair. I strained my eyes open so that I could see my surroundings. It was too dark to see anything though. A voice suddenly pierced the darkness. I'm surprised you came, Logan. A gruff man's voice rasped out from behind me. It sounded like he needed some water. What the hell was going on? My thoughts were muddled and I couldn't think clearly. My head was pounding too hard. I heard footsteps slowly walking across the room, echoing loudly. Click. My eyes were blinded as a light bulb hanging from the ceiling illuminated the room. My head turned to the side and I could see wooden slatted walls gardening tools lining the floor with some bags of fertilizer stacked in the corner. 
I could hear muffled screaming coming from across me. My eyes opened wider as I grew accustomed to the light and I turned towards the sound. I tried to shout but realised a gag was in my mouth. A dark red stained handkerchief. Amelia? Amelia? She was right there. Ropes restrained her to the chair in front of me. Another dirty cloth shoved into her mouth. She was pressing hard against the ropes, and they were digging into her body. I could see blood dripping out from the edge of the ropes, red and raw skin underneath. I tried to shout through the gag, but all that anyone could hear was my muffled voice. My head jolted forward as a hand slapped the back of it. Shut up! I don't feel like listening to your mumbling. I was surprised you came, however. Better for me, it's a two-for-one special. A man leaned around in front of me, pulling my head back up by my hair. I winced as I looked into his face. His eyes were wide and bloodshot, and his breath stank like alcohol. His tongue was white and dry, and I could see that his pupils were rapidly expanding and shrinking as he looked around widely. He had a broad smile on his face and barely seemed focused on me. As he moved around past me, I could see that he had a knife in his hand, serrated with a rusted colour on it. He brought it up to his mouth and licked the blade, chuckling slightly. He circled through the room until he was behind Amelia. I could see that she had tears streaming down her face. What had he done? How long had he trapped her? The man wrapped his arms around Amelia, holding the knife to her neck. He slowly licked his lips and then licked Amelia's neck. She screamed through the gag. I tried to shout at him to stop, but could not yell through the gag. I wanted to push it out with my tongue, but he had shoved it too far into my mouth. It was a moment before I felt the pain of the ropes digging into my body. I had been pushing forward in them, trying to break free, and could now feel a warm liquid sliding down my arms. The man only laughed. I am glad you came. It's hard to find people alone to bring here. Getting you to come as well makes this all the more fun. I love to see people's reactions and wonder how you will react. Time seemed to slow as he pulled the knife across Amelia's neck in one quick motion. He forced her head back and blood splattered forward, staining my face. My eyes opened wide and I screamed as Amelia fell limp, blood pooling in her lap. The man licked at the blood pouring from her neck, continuing to laugh. He was like a young kitten with a fresh bowl of milk curled up around her limp and rapidly paling body. He started to walk towards me, holding the knife out toward my throat. I rocked the chair as hard as I could and fell over, the wooden back loudly splintering as I hit the ground. Blood was pooling in front of my eyes. Amelia's blood, as he continued to cackle above me, his voice growing hoarse. I turned my head up and could see him start to lean down above me, pressing the knife to my throat. The pounding in my head was causing my vision to fade. I could barely hear what came next. The only door in the room busted inward, and multiple voices were overlapping and shouting. He glanced up for a brief moment as multiple holes appear in his chest. He fell to the ground and his face was staring into mine. I stared as the life slowly faded from his eyes and they seemed to twinkle one final time at me. My vision faded to black as multiple people ran into the room. 
When I came to, I was lying down in a hospital bed. I started to sit up as a nurse glanced into the room. I could hear her speaking to someone outside of the room. I tried not to wince. I could feel bruises on my side from where I'd fallen. When I looked down at my arms, there were harsh red lines dug into them. I stared at the door as a voice spoke. He's awake. His vitals are stable, so feel free to talk to him. A uniformed officer entered the room. He sat down next to the bed and stared at me. How much do you remember, Logan? My vision started to flash. Knife. Blood. I could feel bile rising in my stomach, and I sat up dry heaving to the side of the bed. Nothing came out. Blood pounding in my ears obscured the officer's voice as he spoke, and I could barely pay attention to his words. I will take that as a yes. You are lucky. I hope you know that. Mrs. Pearson called us after her phone call with you. We were lucky that your parents still had a tracking app on your phone plan. That man is dead now. It seems he had been using a utility shed on the park property for a long time now. Following people in the park. He had lots of phones in that shed with ongoing conversations with people, many of whom did not realise the person they were talking to was missing. I slowly looked up at the officer's face as he went quiet. He forgot to tell me some vital information. My voice was hoarse and dry as I tried to speak. What? What? <coughs> what happened to Amelia? The officer's face had a deep frown on it. We sat there in silence before he finally spoke. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this. Amelia is dead. We got an ambulance there as fast as we could, but it was too late. I'm sorry. I hope you take solace in the fact that the person who did this is dead. The officer got up quickly and left the room. It was clear he didn't want to continue the conversation. I felt sick. Something was swirling in a pit in my stomach. I wasn't sure what was growing inside of me, extending from a deep dark hole in my stomach. The only thing I knew for sure was I felt moisture running down my face. I put my hand up and felt the tears streaming down my otherwise emotionless face. What was I supposed to do now? She was everything to me. I heard my voice growing loud as the sobs racked my entire body. Life without her was meaningless. My life was over. Through the corner of my eyes, I could see nurses standing to the side, outside of the room, embarrassed as my wails echoed through the hospital hall. No one came into the room to comfort me. I was alone without Amelia. I was alone. Why, hello there, guys, ghouls, and girls. Thank you for tuning in to the latest video. Please show your spooky support by hitting the like button, leaving a comment and hitting subscribe to catch our next video. Feel free to send through your scary stories using the email address in the description below. Stay, Stay spooky! spooky. spooky. spooky.